Shall we begin? <laughs> Welcome to Luncheon with Lisa. Um, we have some wonderful guests with us today. Before we get started, I wanted to welcome everybody back for another Thursday and remind you all that we come on every Thursday, 7 to 8, um, and we actually stream live Facebook and YouTube. Um, so we're here for another wonderful show because I always have wonderful guests. Um, and I'm always trying to, you know, give back to the people who listen in, give them something to think about, um, something, learn something new we don't know. And I think this couple who's on with me tonight is going to really be able to share um, some great tips and ideas on how you can balance business and family, because that, that can be a challenge for a lot of people. But before we get started, I usually have what I call a just because moment. And with the just because moment, I usually shout out someone who has maybe um, a makeup line or a book or something. So I wanted to shout out um, a friend of mine that I've actually grown up with since um, elementary school. Um, he, we lived in our old neighborhood in Capitol Heights. We grew up, um, I was on Applewood Street and he was on, I don't know if it's Beach Nut or something. It was all kind of fruit and stuff like that. But we actually grew up since, what, second grade, third grade. But he actually released a new book. And I wanted to see if I could show you all. And it's actually called Spiritual Vitamins Devotionals. And it's um, daily nutrients for your, um, for your spirit. And he's um, Reverend Kevin v montague so i want you all to please support kevin he just released his book and i would love for you all to go out and support him you can find him on facebook um and i think his book is available on amazon um but you know check him out and check the book out um so i wanted that was my just because moment so congratulations kevin on your new publication i'm proud of you um, and now I'm going to actually um, introduce our guests. But what I want to do first is give you a little background on both of them. Um, and then we'll get into, we're going to merge the two. And then we're going to talk about family. And they're going to show us how we balance family. And So first I want to introduce you to Marcella. As a fifth generation business owner, Marcella Milan Williams has a passion for both entrepreneurship and educating individuals with the knowledge to create a legacy of financial security from one generation to the next. Marcella is a financial strategist and licensed insurance professional with Lifetime Financial Group, LLC. Marcella's, uh, well, and I want to mention that um, her time speaking, she also spends her time with her um, speaking on the importance of legacy building and financial literacy. Um, Marcella's legacy of entrepreneurship is evident in her family. She served as the COO of Jewels of Jordan, the upscale jewelry company founded and owned by her daughter, Gabrielle Jordan. Marcella also co-founded the Excel Youth Mentor Mentoring Institute, where she works with other young entrepreneurs and their families to provide mentorship opportunities and educational resources 
for leadership and entrepreneurial development. Marcella is busy. That's <laughs> <laughs> she was born, she was born in Trinidad and Tobago and was raised in and currently resides in Prince George's County, Maryland with her husband of 21 years and she's the mother of two college students. And that leads us into introducing Ron to you. Now in 1997, Ron began his film career as an actor. He appeared, appeared in several film and television projects from 1997 to 2002, such as Liberty Heights, The Replacements, John Waters, Cecil B. Demented, and HBO's The Wire. During that time, he also wrote and directed several dramatic plays, which led him to, which led to him making the tr transition to directing. In 1998, Ron started Rainbow Family Youth Dramas, whereby he wrote, directed, and acted in over 20 productions with the group. That sounds busy, too. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2002, he turned the stage play into Straight and Narrow, a, um, the stage play into Straight and Narrow, a seven-part television-style award-winning series. His efforts netted him his first award for television and filmmaking in 2005, for the series, as well as a claim in several newspapers, including the Washington Post. In, in 2008, Ron launched Raw Cinema Productions, a media company designed to help tell the stories of the business community. Ron would work with such affiliates as Volunteers of America and M&T Bank, as well as local organizations such as the ARC Prince George's County, as well as churches like Hope Christian and First Baptist Church of Guilford. He also worked with such names as Lisa Nichols and Washington Capitals and Wizards owner Ted and is that Leonis, Leonsis? Leonsis. Leon Leon That's a tongue twister, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Today, Ron continues his film endeavors as well as his work for church live stream and television production. Please welcome Ron and Marcella Williams to Luncheon with Lisa. So, now that everybody knows that you all are busy, busy business people, <laughs> now we get to put that together. And I mean, I can't imagine that this wouldn't be good information because with all of that business going on, it's like, how do you balance that with a family, including two college students? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loaded question, right? <laughs> well, well, first, I do want to say it uh, that, that her bio needs updated because this is our 23rd year. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah, I need yeah. to update that. <laughs> yeah. I had her review mine, but she didn't have me review hers. So right. probably... You would have caught that. I would have caught that. Because <laughs> that's because y'all busy, busy working. That's why I heard right. it. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's part and parcel. It's a, part. it's a tandem deal. And when something falls off, then the system doesn't work. So people think we were married 21 years and we were married 23. And those two years are very important. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> it actually is. Um, and we're all striving to get there. So and that, of course, connecting it with business is is a big accomplishment. So we want y'all to tell us some of the secrets of how you all make all of this work um, together. And then adding into that COVID and all that's going on with that, it, it's probably been very interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think the one of the important things, and we hear this all the time about balance, and 
I, you said this once, and I, I like that you said it recently that it's about quality of the balance, not the not quantity. quantity. Yeah, not oh, the quantity. Of balance. Okay. I think I'll let you go more to that, but uh, I, I when I hear that and I heard him say that, I was like, oh, I like the honey, and uh, you know, it's because. I think a lot of people or too often we look at balance as something we have to um, strive for as far as a consistency number. Okay. I've got to wake up balance every day. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's this kind of number, this race, I've got to have balance okay. when I think for us balance was, it, it was how we needed it to be. The quality of it was how we created it. It wasn't about what anybody else said it looked like. Okay. It wasn't about what um, anyone else said we needed, but about our objectives and how to create the quality of balance for ourselves, no matter how often it occurred. The okay. quality itself will carry us through the times where it didn't feel so bad, you know, it didn't feel so balanced. Well, and it, kind of, it kind of sounds like that you didn't like what you were saying that, because that is how we think of it. When you think about balance, you make it a thing um, that you have to reach. And that's what makes it overwhelming because you're, you're trying to reach yet another you know, goal on a post-it and saying, right. yeah, I get it. Cause I, when you said it, I was like, I do think of it like that. And then it makes it hard because you're trying to reach that goal and you're kind of not yeah. doing other things. So that makes, that makes sense. You hit yeah. me with that one. Yeah. Good, 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 good. <laughs> something there. So, so what were some challenging moments where, um, and it could be before COVID, but what were some challenging moments when you all started to grow in your businesses? Because I'm sure that it shifted depending on where you were, you know, in, in your careers and business. What were the, the challenging moments that you all got through? Give us some of those. Well, I will speak to the, the first one for, for me. Uh, when I got started, uh, in this path, I started off in television and film, and I had no connections. I I, I had no no resources to pull from. I, I just had desire, and it took me some time to build. At that time, I think it was '98. My son was just born. My daughter wasn't born yet, and so it was a developmental process, getting it going, getting it moving. And once things started to click and turn, after mm -hmm. four or five years, that's when another reality hit. I have kids mm. and they need me. Mm -hmm. And so it came to a point where I was offered an opportunity to do work on a project. I was, uh, I was already on one show and then they called me back to continue on that show. But there was a burning inside of me. I think I'd gone to California for a few months and then came back and my daughter at that time, she was two years old. She didn't recognize me when I came back. Oh. And so when that hit me, she she just looked at me like I was a foreigner. And it was at that point where I went, I can't do this this mm. way. Because if I, I could go and work on this project and it would take me to Heights Unknown, I already knew it. But she was more important. My son was more important. I needed her to know who I was because I grew up in a household without a father figure. Okay. And she looked at me the way that I look at my father 
when I finally connected with him and it was just blank. Okay. So it was almost like a repeated process. And one thing that I learned is that we have to be chain breakers of things that will be disruptive and, and, and we have to forge ahead with, with, with new parts. Right. <laughs> so the new part here was I can't repeat what my dad did. I have to be here. Right. And so at the moment I said no to that job and I pushed that side of my career to the side so that I could be there and be in their life. And that I feel was the greatest reward because had I not, I don't, I don't care. I could have won five Oscars. It wouldn't have mattered if my kids didn't know me. Mm -hmm. Well, and you, and you knew that what you pulled from was you knew what it felt like from your experience. And that yeah. was like the driving factor. I don't want that to be me. Right. So mm -hmm. And that, and that is like one of those major rules that I think people miss sometimes is that certain things are just like not up for for grabs. It's like this is a, a hard no. I'm not going to sacrifice this for this. And I think a lot of times people don't even lay those things down when they start to get into business and family. They never make rules about what's off the table, what's on the table, at least so you have a starting gate from it. Yeah. Right. And I was going to add to that because you said exactly what I was going to add. And, and I say, um, you know, cal calculate your expectations. Mm -hmm. What is, you know, what it doesn't look like and what are you willing to sacrifice? I always I would always say, I know Ron's heard me say it. The kids have heard me say it. I have no desire to be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. uh, it was never a desire because I'm not willing to do what it takes to be one. Right. There's a lot of sacrifice involved. And so many times we don't we we commit to things or we think we want something and we don't know what's involved we don't right. understand the sacrifice and the difficulty of going it in and it's funny because you know um you know i get that concept to the point so much that i know um gabriel and i hosted like this big gala last year and we put it off for years because i told the event planner i was like i'm not one of those people who want to have an event and have no idea what's involved. Right. I understand what's involved in every detail and I'm not doing it until I'm hundred percent ready. Right. And it's the same mindset with, with every aspect of our life. I think you have to really understand what's involved because how else can you fully commit to something? And True. so for Ron, we were really committed to our family. You know, it was God first, family second, business third. Mm -hmm. So, we had to go and we knew that, you know, our commitment to God formed our commitment for our family. Mm -hmm. So there's no way our careers could ever come before that. Exactly. So. Well, and I knew I actually sensed that when I first um, so get to give a little background to everybody that I actually met you um, years ago with Dove Style magazine. Um, for those that don't know, I have my own online magazine and we actually um, had done a issue where we kind of passed it over to the youth and the whole team had um, young people who meant who were there um, who mirrored them. So a young lady by the name of um, India, who's a, um, one of my best friends, um, her daughter was actually um, she was serving as the founder, the CEO, so to speak. 
Um, and when she served, um, she had to do all the interviewing. She had to get the teams together. She got her girlfriends together to write articles on um, fashion or whatever it was. But it was her responsibility to do everything that I had to do and getting the issue up. And one of those was actually meeting with um, Gabrielle because she had her own business. And I was like, okay, I want y'all to interview young people who are doing things. I thought it was the cutest thing. Um, and India was so excited because I think she had seen her on social media and we came over to your house and she interviewed her. I just kind of watched with you all, but I thought it was so cool. And um, that was the first, and I could tell just by the way I, I could just tell, you know, how you just feel the energy of this is really a family unit. This is not a Gabrielle is doing this. And then the families, I could tell you all had things going on. But at this moment, it was about Gabrielle. And, and then and you all were just so open and it didn't feel any pressure. Um, She enjoyed what she was doing. So. It was just fun to do it. I mean, we talked about it for months and months after that because I was like, this is so cool. And I didn't even really interview her, but I was like, this is so cool. And watch her grow and in business and all the things you all do now. Um, it's just, it was fascinating to watch. Um, but that's actually where we met. And I sensed that the family was first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that was great. And, you know, that was that transition. Well, that, that was not transition plot, but you know, what, with what we're doing, it, there is that trying to find that balance with our desires, mm -hmm. our children's desires, knowing when to shift, mm -hmm. knowing when to pivot. So um, I think if there's a one thing that we've gotten used to is being flexible. Okay. <laughs> no, <That's> not <laughs> So, yeah, I know, being flexible. So even in this day and age with COVID and everything, We've been so used to flexibility and and creating a lifestyle where we could right. be. Right. And that was a part of the decisions that we made with our business, whether I had an office or I worked at home. Mm -hmm. I, again, that was another thing with my business partner and I, and my business partner is my brother. Um, so it's always family. Right. Is that we made a decision: Do we want a an office suite or do we want to work from home where our children are and our family are? And yeah, we have a space in, in Washington, D.C., but working from home was always our priority because we right. wanted to be there for our children and in planning for the transition of empty nester when they went to school. You know, it, it's, it's a process that really started for us from the time they were born and looking at how our lives moved through their transitions. I think it was really how how our lives move through their transitions. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when I, when I um, interviewed you all previously, um, that was what was so fascinating about how you, that you all were already kind of prepared. It just seemed for anything, um, just by the way you set it up. And, you know, unfortunately I think people don't, sometimes it doesn't hit them until you're already in it or you run into a situation and now we got to fix it. So it makes it a little harder, mm -hmm. but that's why I thought you all were perfect for just kind of, wherever people are in the process, but just catching them at this moment. Okay. So you got to be flexible. You got to know when to say no. Um, you, you know, you got to decide from the get go, what is not going to be sacrificed. Um, and, and actually the thing that you said that kind of hit me was that you had already decided, yes, we want to, you know, have a nice life, but I don't want to be a billionaire. So I already know that I'm not going to do that, that billionaire hustle. I mean, you know, I don't want, it, you know, <laughs> And that's exactly. people don't make that decision ahead of time. So 
they're busy chasing that money and they haven't even capped it. Like, you know, this is as far as I'm going to go with it and I'm good. Um, it's kind of like, and I'm, this is a joke. Well, I'm joking, but not, but it's kind of <laughs> like when, um, when COVID hit and, you know, closer to retirement and I said, look, you know, there's certain things that I, I am not going to go in, um, for y'all like that. So I said, so I, I hope that while y'all are working on a plan to get us back in safely, if that doesn't happen or I'm not good with it, I'm hoping that you all are planning for early buyouts because I am interested. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not gonna push it because I need to have that money. I'm I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you had your priorities straight. <laughs> like, no, I want to enjoy my retirement. So you are not yeah. <laughs> so I, I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now the balance first starts. We're talking that this uh, the the balance of things. It always starts within us. Uh, in the beginning, and that's posing this simple question to everything that we come in contact with is what is a want versus a need? Mm. And so when we when we do that, like the question for you, I, 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 I'm just imagining it's like, yeah, I want to make money, but I need to enjoy my life after this. I need to enjoy my retirement. I don't right. want my money now and then spending it all to get healthy again on healthcare right. bills. Right. Right. So, that's kind of that's where it all starts and when we consider that it's if it starts in people it starts in us the person and it extends to people mm -hmm. uh, god said uh, that we should use things and love people but we've got it reversed right and uh, that's the we we don't consider people we don't consider our relationships for the most part in a decision making mm -hmm. There's no way we, it can't be a thing. It has to be valued on the person and the people. I would like to have done this, or I may want to do this. However, I need to do this right. because this thing right here, raising a family, will have way more uh, return on investment, if we will, uh, in the long run, because I'm I'm a part of that that natural process of mm -hmm. giving. And that's what this universe has been built on. It's the law of giving. If we aren't giving, then we're in this uh, this this distorted state of only receiving, and right. it's all about. And it can't be all about us. Yeah, we bring life into the world. We're responsible for that life. Period. That means I need to take care of this. There's nothing else that matters at this point except being here for this individual who knows nothing and is learning, and will de develop based on what. I do or don't do. So that when you start with that question, what do I want versus what do I need? And needs don't always have to usurp once, mm -hmm. but they should be a priority. Right. And, and I'm making. Well, and it's obvious that you all did that with um, your children um, and why they, you know, are so successful with what they do because family is part of it. Um, which is obvious and everything you do is, is just obvious. And I've just always been, I'm kind of mushy, mushy. So, you know, I love the pictures and the, I love the capture moments. Um, I know some, for some people it's a picture. Um, it's not really a picture for me. So sometimes when I hear people judge people and, oh, you take all these pictures, but it depends on what that means to that person. I am so into memories and I enjoy going back to something that seemed like such a simple mm -hmm. thing, like a picture 
is mm. in reliving the whole moment is like yeah. amazing to me. And my husband's like another picture, and I'm like, you don't understand. This is a story. <laughs> it must be a, a mom thing. Because I don't feel alone then. Sometimes like, really? <laughs> we're like, come on. She's like, well, you won't let me do it in front of you. So. Right. I'm like, I'm not posting it anywhere. I don't even, you know, we don't necessarily take it to post it on social media. It's right. just when I look back at it on my camera, right? Or on my phone, it like you just said, it tells a story and you're like reliving that moment all over again, or whatever it is that pulled on your heartstrings at that moment when you saw that image yeah. of the tape. It, it does, <laughs> it, it pictures are, are truly worth a million words. Um, it's not just, it really isn't just a picture, but I know sometimes he thinks, okay, you are just doing too much right now. But um, <laughs> I really do love the um, the memories that come back because it'll just kind of re remind me of something that may have seemed like not a big deal at the moment. But when I go back and look at it again, it's like, oh yeah, remember when we did such and such or, you know, those mugs. I'm not even embarrassed anymore. You know how the kids usually are embarrassed by the pictures from when they were little and they're it was right. all it, I'm not even embarrassed about it. I'm like, oh no, that's so cute. Remember when? <laughs> and they're looking at me like, please don't do anything with that picture. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> but I know everybody's not like that. But I am. I now I'm I'm glad that I'm not alone in, you know, th that it's about the memories. He doesn't buy it. It's okay. You are not alone, girl. <laughs> So when, so when and and your family has shifted lately because now you have two college students, um, and empty nesting is a whole new transition as well. We're empty nesters as well, um, and it's a different vibe, um, you know. So how did you all, you know, transition with that with business? And then they have their own businesses too, so you're helping them to make sure they're making the right moves. So how did you all manage all of that? But, you know, going back to what we were saying before, as far as planning for it or, you know, keeping things in mind, planning as much as you can, mm -hmm. um, a major transition. So one aspect of it was for Ron and I, as far as how we were pacing our careers and our business. So uh, we spent a lot of time committed to the kids and pulling back a little bit from what we were doing. Okay. Um, both of them, um, especially with Gabrielle and her business, that took up a lot of my time having to travel. But again, having a family business, um, running a family business, it allowed the opportunity for me to work remotely and, you know, that someone else to help take up some slack. And mm -hmm. it just gave me a little bit more freedom. And that's the key. Okay. It gave me freedom to work with Gabrielle. But the goal was always once you become an adult once you become 18, you know, and you that transition comes, I'm pulling back and I'm going back to what I do and okay. building building my business. So the business was always there, but growth was slow. It was growing slowly, but I there was a plan to come back in and grow significantly. So okay. um, and so one of the things with with our kids was that with everything they were doing, making sure that they were functioning adults is a huge priority. So that was the other part of it. Um, I think our life was just a little different than the average family um, because of, again, of what our kids were doing. Right. And 
and then being in the spotlight and all the traveling, Gabrielle was home. My daughter was homeschooled. Okay. So that was another element of, right. of what we were dealing with. One child was in school and, you know, out public school, the other one was homeschooled. So there were transitional elements there. So overall, I would say that understanding what the objectives were in our lives and then understanding the objectives in their lives okay. was crucial. And for the unusual circumstances that involved that were involved in our family, I think that was a huge part of making sure that our kids transitioned in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. um, that we wanted to make sure they were independent. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make sure um, they were emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. uh, that they were thought leaders. Um, you know, functioning adults, responsible adults. So that process had to be kept in mind as we prepared for the transition, as we recruited the balance. And it was, as you can, as you can tell, there was a lot involved with that. Yeah. It, there was no time for being passive and just living life like, oh, whatever. And there was no days of just whatever winging it. Right. Every day was intentional. Yeah. Every decision we made was intentional. We had to begin each day with the end goal in mind. Okay. And I think it's very important for people to understand that life doesn't just happen. Right. It really does. And I think for me being um, a financial planner and being in that industry, like that's my life. I see every right. day it's with the end, helping people begin with the end in mind. So it's, um, it's, a, and then for Ron, I think every day is telling a story and watching, right. reading the story and the narrative. So our view of life was structured in that way. It wasn't about just winging it. That's Nothing true. It's, it's actually as if your businesses actually were the guide, the guiding of how you did this, because I'm I'm thinking when you mentioned your husband, Ron, and that he directs. And I was like, well, you know, when you're, you know, intentional about what's going to happen is you're directing this and you're saying, OK, this is what we need to be doing. Um, and you all still enjoy every moment. You know, it does. Well, I guess. Yeah. The trick is that it doesn't look like it's as structured as it is, um, which is why, which is why this is so important. Because to me, if it looks structured, then it probably isn't. You're just kind of playing catch up. Um, you kind of throwing it in there, but because you all, it never seemed structured. It's because it was a before thought. Is it wasn't a today thought. It was we already knew, so it the balance becomes more natural. Um, and it's, yeah, it doesn't look structured at all, but I'm sure that a lot goes into it because I watch you all and I'm like, how do you all, how do you all do all of this? And, and everybody's Hi. smiling and they're awake. Um, <laughs> Listen, you ever, uh, you ever try to tell a ocean wave what to do? Huh? You can't do wow. it. Right? right. So what you do is you incorporate yourself and you learn the way of the wave. And you just try and ride it. And enjoy it. And that's in essence <laughs> what we do. Uh, if you ever seen the movie 300, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Very graphic. But no, I haven't. I don't think I have. The very beginning of that movie sort of encapsulates mm -hmm. our approach to everything. Uh, okay. We we filled our kids with information on how wonderful they can be and are going to be in this world before they actually got into the world. We showed them love and affection we had them reading and learning and then we send them out mm. we allow them 
uh, to go out and face the world. But you don't face the world with uh, empty ideas. You go out feeling and knowing that you can succeed no matter what. The challenges will come and you learn. You learn how to ride the wave or you learn to successfully negotiate it. And then when you have done that, now you've become a functioning adult, as my wife has said. So that movie starts off with a young kid who sent out, he's really young. I mean, this was about the 300 Spartans. They send this kid out and into the bitter cold and all he has is a staff and there's snow on the ground and he ends up having to fight this giant tiger-like creature. Mm-hmm. And he can't come back until he's destroyed this tiger. And so that's kind of the essence of what we've done here. We don't have any giant tigers. Right, right. But the, the world itself is representative. Yeah, so the world can be a right. <laughs> and so a lion, like tiger, you, and bear, right? Exactly. So that, that's the approach. We, so that's why it doesn't look structured, because we have to work with the system that's around us. All we can do is let you know what you can do no matter what you face you put your mind to it, you have faith, you'll get through it, but you have to do it. Right. Hmm. And, and to be clear, when Ron was saying, we literally spoke into their lives every single yeah. day, every night, I think until maybe they were 16, 15, I can't remember when we yeah. actually stopped, but every single hmm. night we spoke the same thing over their lives to the point where like it's time to go to bed. They're calling like, hello, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> to speak into our lives. I love and that. Every single day from the time they got on this earth, they heard that they were, you know, they had enough to tell above enough that they could do. I mean, we spoke into things that, that they would speak before thousands. They, I mean, and the people would listen and just various things that actually came, you know, as they actually came to us if we didn't know it would, but, but came, right. um, Fruition, I think sooner than I thought. Yeah. That is, I expect yeah, I mean, you, you were claiming it for him. Right. You yeah. Were claiming it for him long before. When that, that speaks to, you know, one of my things is communication and, you know, with the book, The Power Shut, that's the, that words are so powerful. Yeah. And you all, the positive affirmation, some people think, oh, you know, but it is, it is truly power in speaking, you know, positive things over yourself. And we do have to be careful what we say because we can hear us. Um, and I think people forget that when we're saying things, we're the first, we're the first person that can hear what we're saying. So it's like, <laughs> even when we're not, if you think about it, even when we're not speaking out loud, we are hearing it. So yes. we just have to be careful in what we say. And you all, y- y'all in, in, I've never heard of anybody doing that, but I absolutely get it, you know, and I'm thinking that's great information for people um, starting out with little ones or even starting now and speaking that over yourself, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I think we don't do that enough. No. Yeah. Yeah, It's the repetition that builds. And that's how we, that's how we become who we become. No matter what, if you do it intentionally or you're unintentional, you're going to become what you think about. And so them thinking, throughout their lives that they're going to be great because we've instructed them to be nothing but that so much so that if we forgot a night mm-hmm. they were well, now we can't go to bed you have to tell us something <laughs> it was called tell yeah, us tell something. us something you gotta tell us something and it was no matter what even if we didn't right. display mm-hmm. Uh, that in our own lives because we had to learn. So that means we had to previously unlearn some things to learn this. And then in unlearning, 
it's a filtering process. So there were times when we didn't display it, but they did not. They were always in the mindset of we're going to be better. We're going to be the best we can be. And so that's why yeah, they would even check us and go, well, that's not what you said. And we're like, hey, right. let's, let's go. Let's, 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 let's get on the same page. Let's make it work. Are right, you doing talking about balance? That's all they know. Yeah, that's all they know. They haven't heard all that negative naysay stuff. So it's not yeah. even recognizable to them. If somebody went there, it would probably make them uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the key to it. Mm -hmm. You have to put so much positive positivity in them. You have to fill them so much so that the world will just reflect, will deflect off of them. Mm -hmm. Because what's happening is that, what I have to tell people is that every single day, every moment, there's so many messages coming at them, mm -hmm. whether it's TV, magazine, even before for them it was before internet, but you know, magazine, um, before social media, um, it's coming from every direction. True. So we as parents have to double that. Like we have to put just as much into them as positive. That's the truth. Um, just to counter the daily garbage right. that they're confronted with. So much so. So if we get an advantage that head start, you mm -hmm. start so young that before they even recognize the garbage, the built, the outside negativity, that it, like you say, it'll become foreign to them. Right. And they, I get it. And then as they get older and they go through the teenage years and it starts being a little harder and there's the struggle, but because they had such a strong foundation, mm -hmm. the and the difficulty while still challenging, it's just not the same. It's, I mean, like our kids went through the struggles but their foundation was always there. And like I said, communication, it was always there. So they knew because they knew we were pouring into them for so, for so long and that we continue to pour into them. They knew where they could come to mm -hmm. and continue to do that. So um, that goes back to what you were saying. And they, and they, and they appreciate it. I know from, from, you know, and we, like you said, things came from the outside where I wouldn't speak up or felt, certain things. But one thing that was my foundation was my mom was always open to listen to us um, and to hear what we said. We had we had structure on how you were going to deliver what you had to say and what you could say. But there was never an intimidation about that. I can't say what I feel. So when other people kind of, you know, were different, it bothered, you know, it would bother me because it's like, well, at home, you know, it's okay. And it wasn't, a, I can say what I want to say, but it was that there's a door that I can go through. I don't have to just sit here and say, I can't tell my mother that, or I can't tell my mother that. And I wasn't perfect at it, but I always knew deep down inside that that door had been opened a long time ago, probably so much that she didn't want to know some things <laughs> that I shared, like, like you're probably yeah. sharing way too much with me. Um, and I think I gave that to, I passed that on to my son. So of all those things, especially as being a young man, I know that there have been moments when my husband was even surprised that he shared, like he told his mother that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course he did. And but I know to someone else they would have been like, oh, I can't believe that he came to you about that. But you know, I let him know there's nothing that you can't talk to me about. Um it, as hard as it may be, you know, it's not the end of the world. I may not be happy with you with both my children. Um, I may be mad with you. It's okay. 
you know, mm -hmm. mad with you or upset with you doesn't mean life is over. It just means that I'm mad with you and you're going to be mad with me sometimes and we're going to get through it and we're going to talk it out. But communication is huge. Um, mm -hmm. and I think young people need to know that they have somebody to talk to, not just their friends, right. but it's important that we can talk to our parents. Yeah. And, and, you know, where that can go is I think the reason why you're able to be that way, why your mother is, why Ron and I have been is because ego, we let go of ego. We don't allow that to rule us. And I, that plays an important part in our balance on the you know, business and family and everything, because ego can destroy so much, uh, so, many, so many aspects of relationships. It can destroy us in our personal lives and our professional lives and how we're able to navigate how we see the world around mm -hmm. us, that it's not revolved around us, right. um, not as people, not as parents, mm -hmm. not as business owners. Now, you know, now it allows us to work and to communicate with and have healthy relationships with our kids um, and then transition that same attitude and help us to grow in our business and work with our clients and working with um, in, the, in the various aspects of our businesses, as different as they are, what we're able to do and with our family works and plays an important role in how we operate our businesses. And so that kind of helps with the balancing part. You know, it's like, again, it's not like this total two different personalities. We're going right. from here. And going from there, but we are who we, I think the best thing is to be who we are, our authentic selves, mm -hmm. and carry that everywhere we go. I don't have you know, I could be this loving, you know, kind mom, like you, like, oh, you know, gushy. <laughs> All right, I, I don't feel like I have to hide that with my clients, or I have to hide right. that with who I work with my colleagues. I'm gonna be sweet Marcella, but also. Very, you know, <laughs> confident myself. Yeah, the like mom, the mom parts of me comes out at work, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> so. I, I have that conversation. You know how people say, "Oh, well, you don't," and they have another name for their other side. And I used to always say, "You know, I don't have another name." Now I do have different sides, but it's all Lisa. Um, you know, my children may not say, oh, she's sweet all the time because I think sometimes they didn't think I was so sweet. Um, right. Or so I have different levels, but I'm still Lisa. And, and, I, and that's what I think that we need to make sure our kids know, too, in family that everybody, no one's perfect. I don't get it right. Ego was huge um, when you mentioned that, because, I mean, we're not, we're, you know, I have to let my kids know I'm not perfect. So there are times when it may take me a longer to to get out of my you know own head because you know I laid something down you didn't do what I said and now I'm, I'm angry with you but we're we're human um, and mm -hmm. as long as we can get back to the table and talk about it and I can be real with you so a lot of times when I'm teaching them something I make sure they know hey I've experienced some of the same things mm -hmm. that you have experienced please don't ever think that I'm telling you something and I was just so perfect that nothing happened and because I would be totally lying. Um, right. So I, I know I'm not telling you from just I'm the mother. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you because right. I did this or I saw this and this doesn't work. Um, and then sometimes, like you said, letting them, as Ron said, letting them go out into the world and experiencing things. Um, sometimes you can't block stuff. You have to let it let it happen. Let them, you know, something in the middle of it.
And then it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very important that they actually experience a lot of things for themselves um, and just not do it because we told them not to do it. Right. Not that they're perfect at that, because I'm thinking a lot of things that, you know, people didn't listen anyway. I know my kids is like, I told you not to do that. But <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm here once you do it. I'm, I'm here before you. Right. So, you know, that's the one big thing. So I really love I mean, I think this is all huge advice. Um, It's like everything you say, especially the ego thing. I was like, yes, that's a big one. Um, And we're all guilty of so many of these things. You know, even now, there are times when I have to check myself like, OK, 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 shake this off and let's do this. Or I remember something my mother told me and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm that woman that says, oh, my mom taught me. But when you're younger, you're like, I would never say that. My mother's, you know, so now I know my daughter's just like when she started to do things that she remembered that I said, I'm sure she's like, mm, my mother told me to do that. It's kind of like, you know, have you ever like when my daughter stayed here, I we used to fuss about the room. And you're not cleaning up your room or whatever. But when she had her own plan, she has her own family, her own place. Her house looks nothing like that bedroom looked. <laughs> right. right. Like, what, what is that? But it's like I couldn't get mad because I said, oh, OK, so that means that she got it. Right. She just yeah. didn't apply it because she felt like it wasn't necessary at the time. But when she got her own space, it was like, OK, that's my wood table. Don't don't put that on my wood table. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, hey. <laughs> Part of the reason why I'm a big proponent of letting your kids own their own experience. Like, uh, say, for instance, buying a car. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy my kids a car. Because if I do that, then the true appreciation of car ownership is lost on them. That's true. So you go out and you have to buy your car. You have to spend your money. And then you have to take care of the car. It becomes a whole different thing than if someone else... Yeah, so it's the same thing. That's why, yeah, when our kids do the same thing. They went away to school and they complained about the roommates who were just terrible at keeping room clean. And we're like, it's in the kitchen. They're like, you know, you're talking, you're talking to a mirror because that was you. But right. it's fine because now you're owning it because now it's your experience. Yes. And so you've owned it as your own. Now you can see yourself in it, and now That's it becomes true. a different thing from someone else telling you how it should be. So yeah, we let them own their own. Yes, it it does make the difference in how they value, you know, even paying for, you know, their own stuff and 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 not get not giving them everything you want. And there were times when I had to, you know, not, you know, I guess I think around Christmas time is when I just go just haywire with spoiling them. Um, but as I got older, you know, they didn't even. Well, and I I do appreciate my son actually never had a long list. You know, he there was a couple of things he wanted, but it was just kind of odd. Sometimes he was like, no, I understand. Or, you know, I, I understand. Um, and I had to do those hard things. I think my daughter thought it's a, a thing we say. I said, I know my daughter told people that she was raised by wolves at one time because she was just so upset with me all the time. But it's like when the cell phones were out and I didn't think that she was old enough to have one. So it was like, that was a hard no. And she thought I was just the most horrible person in the world. Um, but she, I think she got it. You know, at some point she was like, I see why. But at the time it's hard because everybody else has. But I mean, my my thing was that I'm not their mother. I'm your mother. So one has nothing to do with the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then quickly when you, I mean, but peer pressure is crazy. So 
that's why yeah. what you instilled in them is important because then when they go off to do their own thing peer pressure is not a thing you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like that's yeah. like nothing i mean no i'm not doing that <laughs> you right. can't force me you can't make me feel guilty no um it's funny because it lasts throughout your life you know even as a grown woman and mm -hmm. I think someone was talking about protesting or something. And and I said, you know, I wasn't that child or that young person that was going to throw that brick because the first thought in my mind was my mother would kill me if I did that. And it was like, because there were just certain things that are instilled in me. I was like, no, I'm going to have to find another way. Right. <laughs> That's not going to work. So I, I just love what you all are doing and what your fam what your family is doing for each other. Cause I think that that's how you all are so lifted in in everything that you do and you give back. Um, I watch Gabrielle and your son is into music, right? Yes. Yes. He does his thing. He performs. He has his albums out. Yes. <laughs> albums coming. Coming. Yes. November. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, so they're both in college. What years are they in, in school? So Daniel's a senior. Oh, he's a senior this year. Okay. Gabrielle is a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. So you all are getting ready to have a, a senior coming out. Um, yeah. He's getting ready to go into a whole nother world. <sighs> Yeah, he's always been on his world and the actual world are going to now meet because he's always been on a, def, a different level. Right. And that's going to be amazing, though. Yes. Yeah. It's exciting anyway to have a grown Cameron's graduating this year. And I think I'm more giddy about it than he is. I'm just kind of like, I just keep remembering him as this young boy. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he is doing this. Um, and not like I didn't believe he could, but especially for young men, um, because this is a time where it's been a struggle to get young men to go on to further their education and really grasping, you know, what they can get from it. So we're proud on so many different levels, but it's exciting, too. So does this end your empty nest or is he? You know, some people go off to school and then they kind of stay and then others come home and they're like, no, I'm going back home, though. So, <laughs> You know, it, it, obviously, it's been a very unpredictable year. And right. he was he was in L.A. when COVID hit. Oh, wow. You know, he actually, you know, moved to spend time in L.A. to work on his career. Right. And it, he had to suddenly come home, <laughs> you know, okay. because the pandemic and it was really bad there. So right. he came home and he wasn't wasn't supposed to be home at this time. So um, right now things are just unpredictable, but for him, I think we're pretty clear that he's not the, I'm coming home. I mean, he loves, he's grateful for this time to be right. home and to be with the family, but he's he, he's not supposed to be here. Well, he's the one. And they know it. Yeah. Right. Gabrielle is the same way. We know at some point she's going to vanish off into a villa in France or Spain. Yeah. She's got another country. That's but that's, that's something else that you all already spoke into them. You already were conditioning yourself. So it's not going to be a loss. It's a gain. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're yeah. excited about it. I think sometimes, you know, like even when Cameron went off to school, I didn't cry. You know, yeah, I cried a little bit when we drove away, but I was like, I'm crying, but I'm good. I'm good, though. Right. Right. <laughs> I know I cried, but I was good. Right. And, and you, you, you make the most of the moments, and that's all we can right. do. 
right. know, all of these years that we have, we, we look and we go, oh, 18 years, but that goes so fast it does. In, child, in, in child development that you just, you blink and your kid goes from diapers to diploma and you're going, how? Right. I, I don't even remember the time in between, but yeah. what you did do, and I know you did, is you made the most of the moments. And when you do that, then you can release. Yeah. Because and this is part of the process. It is not an easy thing to do, but you do it because it has to be done. Yeah. Right. It's a natural progression of life. Um, so tell us, um, before we leave, tell us a little bit about, since they are, they are grown and they're moving in their own direction. So tell us a little bit, cause this is you all's moment when you get back into doing your thing. So what y'all got going on, what's going on? What's next? You go first. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I jumped right back in, uh, about a year or so ago, as soon as they went off to school, I was hit with opportunities to come back and and do some things. So uh, I still work in uh, nonprofits in the area because that's, I, I grew to understand the importance of those who give Volunteers of America, the Art Prince George's County, you know, I mean, what they do in the community is, is eye-opening. I, I didn't have that appreciation beforehand, but okay. I was really grateful for that road. However, my heart is in filmmaking and television. And so I am now producing television again. And awesome back to uh, uh, working on film and I'll be doing it on my own because that was where I found the most joy producing my own films. And uh, so, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm moving back towards, thankfully. And I've always believed, even when I took the years off before to help be a part of the childbearing and the child raising that I would always have what I desired, no matter the course. Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of working at one place, I went to a spot, I did not want to go work and I did that for seven years. And then another opportunity opened up to go do something that was more akin to what I did in television and film. So I always believed oh, okay. God had always had the way and the way that he brings, it adds no trouble to it. And so right. if I done anything differently, I would have been in a, a part of regret and I would not have been able to release as, as we've been talking about when it was time for them to go to school. Right. And so now moving forward, it's the same thing. I always knew another doorway would open because it's what I desire. Mm -hmm. It's not a desire. It's just something that needs to be prioritized. So mm -hmm. I'm thankful for what will happen for us in, uh, in, in terms of film for me in 2021. So you're going to keep us in the link about what you're doing and how we can support and all of that, right? That's probably going to be uh, my wife. I, I'm rarely <laughs> yeah, on social media. Uh, <laughs> He's one of those husbands. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have one of those too. He's not a social media fan. So when I'm pulling him in, he's like, eh, you know. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. I get it. I have access to all yes. of them, but I just don't like to. Right. A lot of, I'll, I'll see what others are doing and I'll comment or like or something. But I just. Right. I just, well, we'll make yeah. sure that we get in touch with her about what you're doing while we're contacting yeah. her and what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you can definitely count on me to <laughs> that. And you know, and I've transitioned back again. I mentioned earlier with my business, um, it's a legacy builder group. Okay. Um, financial planning, a holistic approach to coaching, and uh, financial coaching. So that has been um, always my joy and growing. And it's been a very busy time, um, as people are more aware of. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so and that's you know been a huge blessing. Um, I've also I think one of the big parts is really taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think aunts as moms we devote so much time to everyone else, and it's understandable um, that time is just limited for us. It's right. just a part of you know, the role. Right. Um, so I say that because a lot of moms beat themselves up or they see other moms. And I've been sharing my journey recently about, um, I kind of started a 4F initiative when it comes to fitness, faith, family. I've seen some of that. Life. Yes. 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 And that really started with my decision to take care of my health okay. and, and, and change and then make certain physical goals like flexibility. So yoga and, and really just changing my entire lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to fitness and, and like I said, those four areas and how people can thrive in the intersections of those four areas, like I said, faith, fitness, finance, and family. Oh, yeah. And that's where we need to be and seeing how they merge together because it's the same mindset for all of it for, in order for us to thrive. So I've been, I've loved sharing that experience um, mm-hmm. as I've been sharing it and getting a lot of great feedback from it. But it's a blessing to be able to do that through this stage in my life right? because of the time it takes. I, I say that because if there are mothers, especially young mothers watching, I don't want them to feel like they have to beat themselves up because, oh, I wish I could be there. It took me a while to get to this right. point. It is right coming. It did, but it is coming. And it was a process of preparing to okay. come to this stage as well. So, um, but you can find out more about me and what I'm doing at legacybuildergroup.com. Okay. Okay. Um, and we're, we're going to keep, well, we're going to have to get in touch with you to find out about Ron, but we're going to find out what Ron is doing. Yeah. Because um, film and television is getting more creative now too, um, with the whole situation that we're in, which we are going to be in for a while. Um, but I do take this moment as a, a as kind of a, a blessing in the midst of you know, the chaos that if you sit still for a minute, you know, I just think this is like that moment where, you know, all those downloads you supposed to have been receiving that you missed because you were moving around and you didn't get it. Now, if you sit still long enough, you can get it. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's yeah. like, you know, like, I don't know what that little game was where if you move too quickly, then you missed it. It went down. Right. and Yeah. So I'm, I'm receiving you know, the I actually like being inside. Um, I love going outside. We were busy, but I'm okay, you know, yeah. being, yes. being into. Um, and I yeah. think it's creative in me um, that, okay, so now how do we do this? You know, and I think when you, when I was a single mom at one time, that was when my creative juices were flowing too, because I had to figure out how to make things fun that weren't really that fun, you know? <laughs> Right. So they have not a clue that this is not really a good thing, but you're not going to know the difference because um, <laughs> we got to get through this right now. I'll tell you about it yeah. later, but right now, let's be creative. So um, uh, I'm glad to see you all are, are um, continuing to get back to what, you know, makes you happy inside once your children are gone off. It, it has to be a wonderful feeling to know I've done my, you know, I've done what I set out to do for my children and now I get to pour back into me and not feel guilty about it. So 
I really appreciate you all for coming on. This has been wonderful. And yes, you have shared. I've been learning some stuff. So I'm hoping. Shout out to everybody who's tuned in. I didn't get a chance to, to say hello, but Maria and Victoria, I think Charmaine um, and Lakeisha all tuned in and some others. Thank you all for tuning in. I did want to mention real quick before we leave is that um, Dove Style Magazine is actually sponsoring an event this Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m. It's called um, Who Runs the World? Boys or Girls? It's a relationship remix. So we have a panel of two single women, two single men, two couples. Um, one is 15 years married or more and one is five years married or less. And um, Prince Dejour from BET is going to host it. And we're going to actually have some real conversation between men and women, um, no matter what your relationships are, on on things that we say and do that we just want to know why. So it's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> we let them just be really free at asking questions. Like it was simple questions. Guys wanted to know, why do you have to eat that French fry off my plate? Why, you know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Why does my my husband always says that? Like you're in here with the pickle jar all day long, and then when I bring them up, cut up, you're like, "Can I have one? Why didn't you get one?" <laughs> so, so guys have these questions, and women want to know what is it that you really think when we're saying we want to talk? What is? Why are you running? What is going on? <laughs> so, so if you get a chance, everybody, just tune in because we're gonna have a ball, and you know, it's like. We want people to share, be real. Um, we want. We didn't want. Actually, when we were looking for panelists, we were like, we don't want anybody scared to talk. And so, yeah, we have questions. We want to know why do you all do that? Um, and I think we want to actually solve some of those problems. We may not, um, but we want to agree to disagree or understand. I mean, we even got as deep as the guy, the ladies want to know why you just can't flip the toilet seat down. And I was like, well, you know, I actually think with the guys, why they probably are wondering why we can't flip it up. What you know, it's just a matter of compromise. But I mean, you know, I might be on their side with that. Like why we just can't do that. Um why is it like entitlement that <laughs> that you do what we want you to do. So it's gonna be really fun. So I'm encouraging everybody to tune in. I'm hoping that this is something that we can do again um and give other people an opportunity to vent. Um, it's funny because when we put the information out there and ask questions, we got all kinds of comments. But when I was looking for people to actually be a panelist, then it was like crickets. So I was like, I know you all have questions because I hear them all the time. You know, <laughs> if you go to a party, you can hear what men are upset about and what men are, I mean, women are upset about. So I'm excited yeah. about it. So if you get a chance, y'all please tune in. It will be streaming um, YouTube and um, Facebook as well um, through the um, Dove Style Magazine page. But we're going to have a ball. So I'm looking forward to that. But thank you all so much for joining me. I really appreciate you all and hope we can have you back. Um, possibly bring the, um, your, your your whole family with you. And we yeah. can have, yes, and we can talk to all the Williams. Um, and yeah, they got plenty to say. You all know the place anyway. So we would love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much. And just remind everybody that you can tune into um, Luncheon with Lisa every Thursday, 7 to 8. Um, and again, we stream live on Facebook and YouTube. And we will see you next Thursday. So, so have a good one.